for me, it's like I want people to feel good about what they're doing or feel like they belong or like have these positive emotions about what they're doing, the work that they're doing and feel good about it. Um, so for me, it's like really important that we we provide a space where they are having fun. They're enjoying the work that they're doing and they're not just like coming in, clocking in, clocking off and calling it a day because then like I, people vibe off that. Like yeah. they feel your energy. Hi guys. Well, this is our very first podcast episode. This is this is super exciting. Yeah. We're finally doing it. Um, by the way, my name is Ralph, and on here we have Maylin and Arthur. And so uh, we are the three owners of Pochi currently. Uh, and we're going to use this first episode as kind of our origin story and just kind of have fun with it. That way you kind of get to know, I guess, um, us as the owners. And then we're kind of expand from there, bring some guests and just kind of have fun with this. And the idea is just uh, we want to bring a different kind of value to our to our customers or listeners in this case um, and viewers. Um, and, and just kind of, like I said, kind of bring a different level of value, not just so we're thinking of and if you guys have any ideas definitely yeah. message us on instagram but we wanted to kind of name it like uh spill the tea or something like that because spill the boba tea spill the boba tea because we want this to be a little spicy <laughs> yay or nay <laughs> so let us know but um i guess kind of going to our origin stories we all it's fun, just funny before we started recording this we were talking about having all come from marysville yeah. And a lot of us, actually, all three of us are from Marysville. And, um, sort of, sort of, <laughs> uh, and we've kind of not always all been the same circle of friends. So, uh, why don't I start with Arthur? And Arthur, I've known you since high school. Yep. Known yep. of you in high school. And, uh, little known fact Arthur was like, very popular in high school. <laughs> I don't know about that. Very popular. No, Arthur, oh, you were popular. Everyone knew Arthur. Yeah. <laughs> in, in not just in Pilchuck, but like he was popular outside of like the Atrix, right? <laughs> Atrix was the name, uh, B Boy Atrix. So, Arthur, like, how'd you get started into like B Boying, man? Like, I just, for it was one day I knew Arthur <laughs> of Arthur, and next thing I knew is like Arthur was the dude. <laughs> and all the girls were like clambering for oh, like, how did you even get started in that um yeah that started and i started dancing back in 1998 seventh grade um from 7th grade all the way up until man i was dancing and training regularly just about 7 days a week um and competing all the way up until I was, I want to say, 28. So from seventh grade till I was about like 28 or so, late 20s is how long I was dancing for. Wow. Um, it's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So. What's cool about that is like you said you started in seventh grade. This is when you started your dancing kind of journey. Um, and I was just kind of saying earlier how it was – it seemed like you came out of nowhere and like Arthur was just like the B-boy like in the area, like <laughs> out of nowhere. But you started in seventh grade. So it took 
a long time for you to get to that point. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it took a lot of, a lot of hard work, a lot of dedication, a lot of sacrifices. Um, I wasn't going to parties regularly like you know, some of my other friends. Um, a lot of my time was dedicated to kind of just dancing and honing my craft. Um, took a lot of years, a lot of a lot of years of dedication, and it you know it wasn't it wasn't easy. Like I did get pretty good after a while, and um, I think the the thing that a lot of people don't read, even though like you know I've I've heard from other people say you know, kind of similar things. Oh, you used to be so good and blah, blah, blah. Like you were, you know, you were such a, you were such a dope B-boy and, you know, you were always killing it. Um, but a lot, what a lot of people don't realize is that with how much time I put into it, um, I actually like, I still was never able to reach the level I wanted to be. Like there were some, some B-boys that were better than me but they didn't even train as much as I did. So I always kind of felt like I had to put in that little extra effort to compete at the level I wanted to compete at just because I always get injured or I wasn't as physically capable as some guys that were just like naturally strong. So, but yeah. That's, huh. that's awesome. That's how I feel dancing. Yeah. I'm like not naturally talented. Yeah. So like I have to work extra hard just to be at the level that other people are. Yep. <laughs> it's actually interesting because kind of going on dancing, like this whole group right here, our whole team comes from kind of an artistic background. So you've danced for a long time, Maitland. Mm -hmm. Like how'd that start? I started dancing, gosh, I my interest, I think, started to peak in like middle school, but I joined my high school dance team. Um, I think my senior year of high school, and mm -hmm. that's when I started actually dancing. Um, and then I joined a like group, a company, a performing company, um, right out of high school. Um, and then I danced for a few years and then stopped, <laughs> <laughs> but I recently gotten back into You're it. You're getting back into it. Yeah, like, I am getting yeah, back yeah. into it. Twice a week. Yes. And you've been getting nice. up in the morning. Early in the morning. To, yes, to go kicking dancing. my butt. But nice. coming out of retirement, Arthur. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, you, you two are there. You come out of retirement. I don't know about that. <laughs> Maybe. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. I'll have more space now with the with the new house. So, <laughs> And then the cool thing is, Maylin, basically you have two other siblings and they also dance. And they're still dancing. They do. Okay, so when I started dancing, um, my high school dance team my sister, who's like a year younger, we're pretty close in age, um, she was my dance captain. And then when I joined my dance company, my younger brother, who's like six years younger than me, um, he joined the dance company too. So he and I pretty much started training at the same time. And I stopped after a few years and then he kept going, and now he's, like, so good. I'm taking classes from him now, awesome. <laughs> so it's crazy. <laughs> he's so good now. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. Uh, I'm just glad you're getting back into it because it's 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 great exercise, I think. Yeah. Right? Like, it's it keeps you kind of active. and. Yeah, and I actually, um, the dance classes that I've been taking um, I've been dancing with, like, some of our old employees and current <laughs> employees, which is pretty cool so yeah awesome. it's really cool nice nice and like 
like I said, we're all, all coming from an artistic background. It is kind of interesting that we all kind of ended up in business together. Mm-hmm. And like here we are. Pochi is growing. I think the the name is growing. The brand is growing. We kind of, gosh, I remember coming into Pochi with the green, orange, yellow, and red walls. Yeah. Like that. And we played was... reggae music to and, fit the vibe. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. And you remember that cat, like when you first walk in and there was this weird catwalk that was like in front of the door. Yeah, that but like the with little strings. Hanging, with yeah, string the, things. Yeah. yeah I don't know that, that was, was, oh my goodness. Like, I don't know what they were t- thinking about when they did yeah. that but um that was a fun one for kids because they were always playing on that <laughs> yeah and just like pulling at it yeah but first before we get into that can we rewind because you didn't get to talk about your background oh, I, was and I know i <laughs> know <true. laughs> uh i guess uh coming from a, a different artistic background uh i studied martial arts for gosh i think 13 years um, I didn't start as early as you guys did, which is uh, unfortunate. I For the longest time, my parents didn't want me to train or anything because they think I'd get really violent or like aggressive. Oh. <laughs> so as soon as I moved out, the first thing I did was sign up for a martial arts class. Nice. And um, I think it actually did the opposite, which is really cool. <laughs> um, it, I'm, I'm still a little like anxious and like all over the all over the place a lot of times but it's helped me calm down um and really i think the best part of that was working not just working with kids in in the community Mm -hmm. but getting to watch them grow and like being part of their growth being part of their transition um we had this i remember this one kid who he started off uh his name's mark he started off when he first came into the school he was hiding behind his mom like holding on to her leg just shy little kid Mm -hmm. and after working with him for a while like he came out of his shell and he was like pretty much a captain of all his like baseball teams moving forward and um he's doing some great things so just to see these kids like grow and and just like grow into themselves and be more confident that was like the most rewarding part and plus i got to play with like you know sticks and stuff and Mm-hmm. do some crazy things <laughs> got injured along the way kind of like you did arthur like yeah um funny story when i first started learning how to use a straight sword or what people think uh, call a tai chi sword i love that thing one of my favorite weapons right i would practice at home and b- being a broke bachelor and one roommate <laughs> our living room was completely empty so i was swinging the sword around in the living room and um well i got close to those curtains by the sliding door and i just sliced the curtains <laughs> and my roommate comes home and he's like oh <laughs> the curtains are broken <laughs> i felt so bad but uh it was it was great because he trained in taekwondo too so um we kind of he and i like you know we we had our fun um kind of just living with each other and being bachelors and uh gosh back in the days of blockbuster <laughs> that's when that was if you guys remember that we would yeah that's all we would do is we would work we would train and we'd rent unlimited movies <laughs> as bachelors that was just simple life yeah it was it was, it was a great experience as, as a i mean I, I trained like i said 13 years and most of that was teaching we did some competitions uh one of the best competitions or most exciting competitions i remember was when 
um, the day of the competition, I had to roll out of bed because my rib was out of place and I had to compete with a rib out of place. Oh, I remember, I remember hearing that. Yeah. This. So the whole yeah. time I was waiting for my turn or any, like, I think I was competing in three or four different sections, but the whole time I couldn't breathe. I was just like, <gasps> yeah. But when I actually oh. moved was the only time I could breathe and it would just hurt so much. But oh, like, gosh. I, that was a memorable experience just cause it's like, you know, uh, just pushing through it. Yeah, was was a really like I I think it was a it's change in character like when you're going through something like that difficult like literally yeah. physically yeah like that difficult it really like oh if I could do this shoot I can I can push through anything mm-hmm. so it was it was a fun experience good times and now we're here yeah <laughs> now we're I here. mean um the kung fu school is where I met you yeah yeah during because the kung fu uh, school had the b-boy sessions right yeah. the open oh, b-boy yeah. sessions Forgot so when those. i was living in marysville i'd go to watch <laughs> yeah, i remember you'd be in the back kind of watching the b-boys and stuff yeah. so yeah uh, technically we were probably all in the v- same room at some point yeah. in time yeah yeah before we even all like Prob- i mean yeah. probably even before probably even before the the um the kung fu sessions it's like if we were like all at a battle all at the That's same time. True. Like mm-hmm. that is true. <laughs> mm-hmm. true. I, I went to a lot of those. Arthur and I went to those together too. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So I guess there's a little background in each of us. But yeah. I, I mean, kind of circling back to to how we got all started. <clears throat> um, geez, it's I remember the table. So I remember Arthur and I sitting at a table at Pochi, at old Pochi. Mm-hmm. Like be, when with the orange, green, and yellow and red walls. And we were looking around and we're like, man, this place has so much potential. Yeah. And funny enough, if you guys go into Linwood Pochi, it's the table that's right in front of the register, that metal table. I think it's that table that we were sitting at. I think it's that one. Yeah. Um, So um, I've kind of made it a promise in my mind that I would keep that table around (laughs) just because it's kind of has sentimental value now. Nice. But that was a table we kind of sat at and just looking around. It's like, man, this place has a lot of potential. And um, you were a contractor in Afghanistan for a little bit. So um, when you came back with your brand new M3, <laughs> that thing was so beautiful. It was a white. I had to treat myself a little bit. Oh, my gosh. That thing was beautiful. But I remember going to Yakima, having a long drive to Yakima oh, yeah. and talking about it and what we could do and stuff. And then, um, well, Arthur is really good at the tech stuff because you were doing the contracting for like tech work yeah like it and IT stuff and stuff that was your background that was yeah. your background mm-hmm. um yeah. i had we none of us had any restaurant customers well we had customer service yeah because i come from a retail background yep. i did retail mm-hmm. for a little while too and um but neither none of us had any restaurant history nope. so no food or no beverage. food <laughs> no food or beverage history and i mean we were all coming from different lines of work and uh said well we need to bring a manager and we need somebody to run the store we need somebody who's going to be a boss arthur's like i might know somebody and here comes maylin and i was like i remember seeing you around but i was like i don't know her arthur are you sure we can count on her like i don't know her dude you know you like you vouch for her like yeah yeah she's good she's good wait wait so why why did she, why did my name come up <laughs> Arthur, why did Maitland's name come up? Well, actually, I, I don't even know if, if you know this. Actually, was a, um, I knew Maitland through a mutual friend. And um, before we decided to um, 
basically pull the trigger on the whole poetry thing, I was actually trying to work with Maylin on different projects. Oh. And we were throwing ideas back and forth about like different app ideas and stuff like that. And then oh you remember that? Gosh. Do you remember that? No. Oh, I I, was, uh, this is a story I'm not aware of. Oh. Oh. It's triggering memories in the back <laughs> Yo, of my mind the tea. now. Spill the tea, Arthur. I, uh, I don't remember the details yeah. of like what that like for the different app ideas we had and stuff. And then I remember, I don't know if there was even like some like merch ideas thrown around. And I remember we just kept throwing ideas back and forth you know, and we were trying that things. Sounds like me, so <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> but like that's back because back then that's when I was doing like. I come from retail, but like a lot of the event event mm-hmm. stuff, mm-hmm. right? So I've done a lot of like concerts, b-boy jams, dance shows, um, a lot of just different things. So like I had a lot of ideas in the bank. Yeah. Like. <laughs> and that's what kind of like made me think of you um, when I, as I was, you know, speaking with Ralph about Pochi, oh. um, just because like, um, you know, I knew your retail background, like I would say I've. I've, I went to the, the store you worked at and purchased some stuff there while you're working. You never um, went to the store I worked at. I didn't, know. Oh, do you, do you also, side note, did you know that, like, Ralph and I, like, basically worked at the same places, just at yeah. different times? Uh, yeah, I, I realized <laughs> that later. <laughs> but, yeah, small world. It's like it was all meant to be. Yeah, <laughs> yep. But yes, yeah, so I, I remember all that. And then after after trying to, you know, work with you on, you know, the different uh, different ideas we were trying. I, you know, I remember you had a lot of great ideas and you already had a lot of experience with, you know, events and of course kind of like managing a store and stuff. And so I was like, oh, she might be a, I think she might be a, a good addition. Plus mm-hmm. it'd be nice to have a, you know, uh, kind of like a, a female, a female mm-hmm. face along with <laughs> just us two. <laughs> so, it's a lot easier on the eyes. Exactly. So, so good call. Yeah. So uh, it's uh, you know, it, I felt like it was. I felt like she was gonna be a good addition. So well, I'm I'm glad you brought her on board, <laughs> even though yeah. I was like, oh no, <laughs> mm-hmm. I know about this one. <laughs> yeah. So it, it worked out. It worked out. Well, so currently right now, like we're we're still expanding Pochi. We're still working. We just opened our Kirkland location. That's really mm-hmm. exciting. Um, and the Kirkland location is kind of like the future of Pochi or what other locations will start looking like. It's taken us a while to get to that point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's taken us a while to get to a point where we can open another location. And like some of our other other boba shops, they open pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, why would you, why would you guys say that we've taken our time to start working on the expansion of the business and the of the team and the company? Well, yeah. I mean, a lot of different factors. I mean, like our first couple of years in business, we were literally learning the business. We were learning how to do the work. That's true. Um, so coming from like zero experience to <laughs> okay, now we have this whole business that's ours that we have to run and operate and navigate so i think that in itself was oh a challenge on its own um but when we took over it was a pre-existing business right like it's been there for years already we were all customers but there was literally no it was your typical kind of like mom and pop shop there was like no um structure or like 
Mm-hmm. By some organization. Yeah, right? yeah. So there, I mean, like the paperwork was like nothing. <laughs> we have a whole, whole application process and hiring process with a ton of paperwork now, right? Yes. I, I remember when we were like hiring people on when we first took over, it was like, hey, give me like your forms of identification and then that's it. Like, here, sign this paper and that's it. You're hired. <laughs> we didn't really have like a, a whole process. So just building the, the systems took a little bit of time. The way that we run business and the way that our menu is designed to doesn't lend to being able to like scale so quickly either because we have such a large menu. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like people come in and they look at our menu and they're like, oh no, I don't know what to order. And I was those customers. I was that customer. I would come in and be like, I'm sticking to my taro strawberry. <laughs> and that's it. Because right. I didn't want to look at the menu. Yeah, so right. our menu is so, so large, um, which is really cool because not a lot of bubble tea places mm-hmm. have such an expansive menu like ours. And then we're able to like do a lot of these like customizations and create a bunch of different drinks. So just because of our inventory and our supply, and um, our drinks, it's, I say it's kind of harder in that aspect for a business to scale so quickly because we have so much on the menu. That's true. It's kind of a double-edged sword though, right? Yeah. Like because yeah. we have so much on the menu, we are able to cater to a lot more people. Like we can reach a greater kind of audience and, and demographic because you can have your regular taro milk tea or your original black milk tea, mm-hmm. or heck, you can like mix match any flavors you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, because of that, it's like, yes, it can be overwhelming, but at the same time, man, it can be so fun. Yeah. Like I, there was one time, and this was like, I believe three or four years into the running the business, I was just kind of curious. I was like, okay, we have all these flavors, all these combinations, all these. We started doing substitution for milk teas mm-hmm. or for milk and stuff mm-hmm. and different all sorts. We've been adding all sorts of jellies. Like when we first started, there was only like five, five different jellies that they were available. It was a lot more limited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we started adding the bursting boba and then all, all, all we started making our grass jelly in-house. So we started doing a lot of stuff. Yeah. And I just I was just curious, like, man, how many possibility like combination, possible combinations are there? And through the magic of math, yep. <laughs> we have over two million combinations. That's crazy. like that blew my mind. I had to do it again. Just like, is, is this right? But with all the combinations we have, you can literally get a different drink every day. That's crazy. I didn't it's even insane. I didn't even realize there was that many. And that was years back then. Yeah. Yeah. And that was years back then. That was I mean, we're seven years now, right? We're in our seventh year. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And that was just what maybe three or four years ago and we've added even more since then yeah know? we've added like cold brew red bull we have a red bull yeah yeah and then we have our seasonal stuff so oh yeah, yeah it's just we added white chocolate mm-hmm. like so it's been it's been it's crazy it is crazy what you can do now but like i said it's a double-edged sword because yeah first timers is like they look at our menu and it's like what do i order <laughs> so so when you guys first got together to like talk about taking over Pochi and maybe that possibility of running the business and stuff what was like your guys's goal for the business when you guys first wanted to like acquire Pochi's oh 
<laughs> the, like as like like long term goal or like I guess what was running through your mind when you guys won it when you guys were like discussing like taking mm-hmm. over Bochi like what was the goal for yourselves I think well, before I, least, I came into the picture <laughs> <laughs> I think at, at least for me um I guess long term wise is more like uh I guess having a a a stable income from you know something that I invested mm-hmm. into myself versus like, you know, going to work for another company and um, working for another boss. And basically I'd be investing into them, not really myself, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Cause I'm exchanging my time for a paycheck essentially mm-hmm. um, versus like, you know, having, having my own business. Um, you know, it's, it's, you know, it just felt more rewarding and being able to do things that um, that weren't able to do as just like an employee or a manager of another company. Mm-hmm. And it is kind of also goes back into um, maybe why we don't expand as quickly as well um, is I know a big thing for me um, after, you know, working for different companies was um, being able to kind of treat our employees better than the way we were treated yeah. as employees oh, in yeah. a sense. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure we you know we could always make improvements. Of course, improvements could always be made, but that's definitely one thing that um, I really wanted to be able to do, like give back a bit more to them, mm-hmm. make sure the place is someplace, uh, the workplace is someplace our employees enjoy, our team enjoys. Yeah. Being yeah, we've all been in that like spot that. where yeah. it's, you're just a number and you clock in and you clock out and that sucks. Yeah. yeah especially in exactly. retail. Yeah. 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 Well, I got a question for you. I'm going to yeah. answer your question. Then I got a question <laughs> yeah. <you>. Okay. Um, <laughs> so Arthur, you're like the logical, smart, grounded one. <laughs> See, I'm the, I'm the opposite, right? I'm like, just all over the place. So yeah, go, go, go. Yeah. Always go, go, go. <laughs> like you guys, this is a cool part. They, the two of you kind of ground me and I'm mm-hmm. like up in the sky. <laughs> so it's, it's a really good balance. But, um, with, with Pochi, gosh, it wasn't even the intent of bubble tea or like the, the it wasn't like, Oh, I got to do, I got to get into a boba business. No, 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 mm-hmm. no. From the very, for a long time, like I said, like I was training and teaching martial arts and it was a full-time gig. Um, I told my instructor, I was like, I, I got to do something on my own. And he's known for a long time that I was going to strike out on my own and mm-hmm. do something. I just, I didn't know what. And it's one of those things. It's like you've got, and I think I've always had it and kind of an entrepreneurial like fire. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't know where to put it. And when Pochi presented itself, when we kind of came to know that it was for sale and we could buy it, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, this is it. And funny enough, and something I run off of too, somebody was, when I presented the idea to somebody I know, he's like, are you really going to make a living selling bubble tea? Yeah. I'm like, watch me. <laughs> watch. And yeah, like, it sucked because like for the first couple of years, like, I mean, Arthur, the only reason we ever got a paycheck for the first couple of years was because our accountant said we had to. Yeah. And it was like $100 a check. So we were making like $200 a month for the first couple of years. Yeah. Well, also the very first year, I don't know if a lot of people know this either, especially like our team now, but you guys were working pretty much full time at your full time jobs. Yeah. Um, 
that whole first year, first year and a half, I think. Yeah, about year, year and a half. Yeah. I would wake up in the morning, early in the morning, grab supplies, go back to Marysville, <laughs> teach classes. Mm-hmm. When classes were done, I'd come back and help close. And that was like, yes, almost at least six days a week, if not seven. Yes. Mm-hmm. So actually, the the weekends were great because I didn't have to teach class. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That was like, I only have work, like Pochi to worry about. But, but it was yeah. still like a 12-hour day because yeah. we, we stayed there all day. Yep. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I guess for me, it's, it's just kind of like the entrepreneurial fire yeah. in me that I just didn't know where, where to go, where to put it. And um, it was kind of like, uh, I guess it was serendipitous that it Pochi just kind of like, oh, here's an opportunity. We'll Let's do it. Let's, yeah. Yeah. let's uh, you know. Arthur had the capital and like I had the crazy mind and like here we are like we just kind of went with it so now my question for you Maylin is what in the world made you want to work with us (laughs) (laughs) that's a good question uh okay I guess because where I was at in life at that time um I was I went back to retail so I was just like a manager at a retail store and I wasn't really like I was enjoying what I was doing um, and I knew that I could just like climb the ladder there if I wanted to and kind of like climb the retail corporate ladder there if I wanted to. And kind of like you, I've always kind of had like this entrepreneurial like um, interest in business and having something of my own. my family, like my parents always had like a side business growing up. In middle school, I helped my my parents opened up their their business, their adult family home. So like that's always kind of like been in my world, I guess. And like even my cousins, like they always had like some sort of creative like side hustle passion or whatever. So I grew up kind of being around all of that all the time. So the like business world was something that I've always been interested in. And in some aspects, it lends itself to the event world too. Like the work that I did with the, with events, um, very similar to like managing people too. So um, when you guys kind of approached me about it, I was like, well, you know, like, what do I have to lose? Like, <laughs> I, I can always go back to retail if this really doesn't work out. Um, but it was a new exciting opportunity for me to kind of really take the skills um, that I've like learned over the years and apply it to to something else yeah. um, that's not retail. Because <laughs> I feel like retail wasn't like fully taking advantage of like my full potential per se. So um, doing this was definitely like way outside of my comfort zone. Um, so I thought it would be like a really cool challenge to really just get into. Nice. And that's a, it's an important point you made is kind of getting out of the comfort zone because we all took risks. We all mm-hmm. left something stable. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all jumped into something that we had no clue, like no idea <laughs> for the first month of before we actually signed the papers to buy Pochi. We worked at Pochi for a month just to learn. Yeah. Yeah. I quit my job. Like, yep. I wasn't making an income for a few months. <laughs> yeah, you were making it. You were making zero, zero for a zero. Full month working here, learning how everything. Yeah. So that was a huge sacrifice on your part, and that was a risk. That was a huge risk. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then I don't know what made you decide to let me borrow the money that you let me borrow <laughs> to put down for poetry. But I mean, that was a huge risk too. I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, I, I guess, like I said, it was just, uh, I thought, of, I thought of that as, you know, an investment, you know, not, not just an investment, um, for myself, but just an investment for like, um, I guess for our future, you know, like, and especially, um, if this was something we were going to stick through long-term, I felt like that, you know, this, this was going to be, this is going to be worth it, you know, like, you know, back then as I'm thinking about how much it was, yes, you know, it was a lot of money, (laughs) but, um, no, I guess it, there's that, I guess it's kind of a cliche say, uh, cliche saying with that, uh, with great, great risk comes great reward. Yeah. I guess is what I was really thinking at the time. I mean, like you, I, I felt stuck where I was and, um, essentially I, I just came back from, uh, from my job overseas as, uh, I was deployed and I came back to the job that I actually got fired from. I remember that. Mm. that was and so insane. I felt extra, like I really felt locked in mm-hmm. and I was like, I can't believe I came back to this place. Um, and so, yeah, I felt like taking the risk of investing that money into us, you know, mm-hmm. into yeah. the business was, was going to be worth it. Um, versus, being locked in at a place that I actually got fired from. <laughs> yeah, that's so, insane. Oh, I remember yeah. that too. And here's the thing: what I really kind of, kind of, I guess, it's full circle because we kind of went into this with, like I said, kind of a lot of risk, not knowing a lot of things, and we wanted to do something bigger than ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. And kind of like what you said earlier, it's kind of paying it forward because now we get to do this and we get to provide other people with that opportunity as we grow i know this is like our intention as we continue to grow yes we're going to keep opening more stores Mm -hmm. the purpose or the intent behind opening more stores isn't just to open more stores it's to provide other people with opportunities that they wouldn't otherwise have like Mm -hmm. our store managers right now like yes like one of them may have a college degree and the other one may not Mm-hmm. and a lot of the people that move up into their company and i say company specifically because when you say company and this is kind of weird right <laughs> i like to explain this a bit more when i say company i really mean company because when you say what do you say when you're around good people you're in good company you're in company. good company so i refer to our company as company because when i say company i think of it as the people mm-hmm. so as we grow the company we're growing the people mm-hmm. and we're providing those people with opportunities that I would think that they, otherwise they wouldn't have. Or I've also said this to a lot of our team, like I want you to leave here if at any point in time you are leaving because this is kind of a stop and go for some people. I want you to leave here better than when you came in. Yeah. Like I want you to be like next level when you leave. And it, it, this, I think the the saddest I'm ever have been is when somebody leaves here and they're like they've left here and they're not better like man how did i Mm -hmm. fail them like what can i do better next time and it's kind of what we always say about like we're in the people business Mm -hmm. right we're not 
in the bubble tea business. We're in the people business. We just happen to sell boba. Yep, exactly. One hundred percent. I agree with that. Like, that's that's the driving force. I think for all of us, and and we execute on that in a different way. Yeah, which is cool because I think like we've all brought our different takes on how we want to treat people and like how we want to serve them. Um, like especially our employees and our business. Um, through our past experience too, because there's a lot of stuff that we we do behind the scenes um, in the way that we run our business that a lot of people don't see, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, or maybe only internally, like our employees, our staff and our team will see it. But like, um, like safety, like physical safety, for example, <laughs> because you know how crazy Linwood's getting now. Um, but like, I don't think people realize how like personal safety and like physical safety in our store and how vigilant we are in keeping an eye on our store, whether it's what's going on inside or on the like in the parking lot or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think people have realized we've like probably diverted a lot of like really shady stuff that's been going on or like really (laughs) regulated a lot of stuff just for everyone's safety. So everyone feels safe being here physically. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot that's changed, I think over time. And so always going to continue to change. Yeah. Um, But yeah, everyone's, everyone's safety is is definitely a priority. Everyone's growth is what we want to make sure that we're like continuing to provide or at least a platform or space for them to do that, a safe space for them to do that. Yeah. And, and just kind of like taking what we've learned in our past like job experiences. Like I know we've all had like something in our past like work experience that we are like, we want to do better than this. Yep. Right. So I know like for me, it, just like treating people like they're a real person and not yeah. just like a number. Right. And I know like that's for a lot of people too. Like I know that was for you too. Like especially like you wanted to make sure that our employees like felt heard and were mm-hmm. taken taken care of. Yeah. So what were like some of those those things for you guys? Um I want to refer back to a kid that I I taught. His name is Joey. Joey, if you're hearing this, this is you, man. <laughs> um funny kid. He wasn't the best, right? He had he struggled learning martial arts. He kind of like physically and you know there are some things they're kids, right? But he he had a little bit extra challenges in in learning. And after like a little bit of time, just have, it was a big challenge being with him on the floor because um, I can relate. He's like ADHD and like all over the place, kind of like me. So one day he just something clicked and he got it and he was just there and he stopped. I'm awesome. <laughs> and I'm like, yes. Cute. Yes, that's it. Yeah. It's like he still wasn't the greatest, but he believed in himself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of like I said, one of the driving forces is getting our team to be better than they were when they first started. Mm-hmm. When they leave, I want them to believe that they're awesome and that they mm-hmm. can achieve it. Because whether you can or you can't, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Whether you say you can or you can't, you are absolutely right. And if they leave here saying that, hey, I can't accomplish what I set my mind to, we've done our job. Mm-hmm. Like, great. I'm happy. Yeah. Go do your thing. I'm like an emotional person. <laughs> so like, I'm all about the feelings. So like, I'm 
for me, it's like I want people to feel good about what they're doing or feel like they belong or like have these positive emotions about like the where what they're doing, the work that they're doing and feel good about it. Um, so for me, it's like really important that we we provide a space where they are having fun, they're enjoying the work that they're doing and they're not just like coming in, clocking in, clocking off and calling it a day because then like I, people vibe off of that. Like yeah. they feel your energy. So, yeah. And I, I think with our team now, it's like that's a huge part of our work culture is being able to enjoy the work that they're doing while still working hard. <laughs> yeah. I think that's one of the biggest driving factors is our work culture. Mm-hmm. Like we have our three core values of the business, right? Yeah. The team is family. The customers are family. Take we take care. care. And then third one is take care of family. Mm-hmm. We take care of family. Um, but we do we specifically put team first yeah team is family second is a customer and people are like why customers should be number one actually (laughs) if you put the team first they will take good care of the customers Mm -hmm. right and then hence we are able to accomplish a second core value yeah so by doing things that we and this is we like we don't profit as much as other spots because um like some of the benefits that we provide. I don't have, I don't oh, know yeah. of any, any boba shops. And like, if they do, this is great. Like if mm-hmm. other boba shop owners, if you guys are listening, this is great. Like super, super great. Yes. It, it you make some sacrifices, but um, so far, like how many places offer a 401k? Yeah. Yeah. We have a, a 401k question. plan for, for our employees. We have mm-hmm. a corporate membership card, corporate membership for, for the gym. Yes. Yeah. If they're working a certain amount of hours per week, like you're probably drinking enough boba, go work your ass off. Like go work out, right? Like, and then they'll go work out together. It. And they'll work out together. Yes. This is great. Like how many times have I been there lifting and there's like, hey, Rob. I was like, oh, you're here too. And you're here too. It was like, oh gosh, it's like I'm still at work. So then what else? Like, uh, um, I know in like retail, like I know like it always sucked having to go, like working at a mall, having to like go on lunch, but then go buy your lunch. And then that's like an hour's worth of work. Yeah. <laughs> like you break down the cost of it. Yeah. We get food a lot for the team. <laughs> a lot. Stuff. Like a lot. And our, our, our <laughs> store managers have an allocation for like snacks and stuff. For Lots fun. of snacks. Yeah. They always have snacks. Um, there's a, there's another one. Uh, so they had the 401k, the, oh, medical dental. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we have that too. We do birthday bonuses. And we do That's birthday. fun. So like yes, we we take less home on yeah. purpose so that we can give more to the team because the happier they are with each other mm-hmm. in the same areas, like just hanging out, feeling like it should be a third home for them, right? In mm-hmm. fact, sometimes it's they come here to work on their homework because they don't want to be home. I don't blame them. I, I can't get anything done at home sometimes. I don't even work from home. Like yeah. we can do a lot of work from home, but I don't work from home. Mm-hmm. Um, they come here to do their homework because they feel comfortable here. And it's like, yeah. if they're comfortable and happy here, man, the customers are 110% taken care of. Mm-hmm. Like they take care of our customers better than I can take care of our customers. <laughs> and that makes me so happy. Um, some of our customers I've had come up to us and they were like, like in shock, they would be like, how do you get your team to work so hard? <laughs> or like, because they're just like 
busting their butts off and like working so hard and like moving you can see the hustle in their movements right like you can see them working really hard to like get drinks out fast and stuff and I just remember there was this one day one of our customers was like how did you get them to do that like I don't know what to tell you <laughs> like this is our work culture here we've worked really hard at it but it's hard to kind of explain that in like two a two second interaction with this customer that yeah. I don't know right yeah but yeah. And here's the thing we worked hard to get there and we're continuing to work hard yeah. to keep it and yeah. maintain it mm-hmm. and elevate it to continue to elevate it yeah mm-hmm. um it takes work yeah it takes work it doesn't happen overnight yeah. so and we teach this when we hire them and I, I think that's also kind of like um, something that really helps keep the ball rolling for our work, work culture is the fact that we like teach that right off the bat too. Like people come in knowing that if you want this place to be exactly how you see yeah. it, it takes work. Yeah. Like you got to put in the work to get it there and you got to be a part of it. Yeah. Like yeah. it doesn't just happen out of nowhere. Absolutely. Well, speaking of hiring, our next episode is going to be on some hiring stuff, some hiring tips, tricks, yeah. interview tri- tips, because, um, man, we've been through some fun ones. And we've been through <laughs> some awesome ones. We've been through some fun ones. But um, you guys are all going to have to tune in for the second interview oh, or yeah. six, second episode because we're going to go through some of our uh, some things that we've experienced and some things that might help you guys. Uh, who are applying for either with us or with any other job, honestly. Yeah. Um, and we want to be able, like I said from the very beginning, I want to be able to deliver that added value for a lot of our for a lot of our listeners and uh, customers and whatnot. Um, uh, or maybe be, future employees. Or future employees, <laughs> yeah. future team members. I don't like saying employees. I don't like that. Um, <laughs> crew uh, member. Team, crew members, team members. Yeah. And, um, heck, if it helps you in in, in a future job great mm-hmm. you know or or somewhere where you're trying to get so tune in next time for a second episode but until then hey guys thank you so much for hanging out Yay. and chatting <laughs> and you. there goes our, our first uh, episode yeah our origin story <laughs> right on all right thanks yeah. guys <laughs>